0: From Function, welcome, uh, no, I already messed it up. From Press Red, welcome to Function. This is episode one. My name is Mac Lackman and I am joined by Elay Ture.
1: Hello. Hey, how you doing, Mac? You okay?
0: Yeah, I'm fine.
1: Good. It's great to kick it off. First episode. Let's do it. Woo-hoo. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, so, uh, this podcast is a uh, tech and organization talk where we just discuss new tech things from your point of view of being a tech, uh, an Apple user and my point of view being a windows and Linux user. Yeah. Although I'm named Mac, I don't use Mac. Um,
1: <laughs> love it.
0: I first wanted to kind of uh, wonder what social medias do you use?
1: Do you know what? Because of my age, which I will not disclose. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'm, I'm kind of halfway on the social media and I need to get, uh, more adapt to it or adept to it. Um at the moment I've got a Twitter page. I've just signed up to TikTok. Oh uh, no. I know. And 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 it is so addictive, but we can talk about that later. And I'm uh really mostly on Instagram and Facebook.
0: See i you I've primarily been a Twitter user for a very long time. Uh I would say Twitter and Pinterest were my first ever social medias I ever got. Okay. Uh but I, it's interesting because. Twitter has changed a lot over the period of time that it's had. It started off with kind of just a bunch of nerds talking online and then ended up being such a, a huge space for news. Yeah. And, do you know what? My
1: I signed up to Twitter in 2007. So there
0: you uh, go. I don't remember when I first signed up. I'm, I might have been <laughs> on Twitter since 2010, if I yeah. remember correctly. I've
1: probably tweeted about five times in those that span of 16 years. So...
0: See, I, I don't tweet that much, and I have a Twitter account, Uh, but the main thing that I use Twitter for is news, which is bad. Right. I don't use it for, like, political news. I use it for tech news, for companies I'm following that I want to know about. Yeah. Say, if, like, uh, a, a podcast company is starting a new subscription feed or a new podcast, I will then get an update through Twitter that that's happening.
1: I mean, and it's for me, great but, for that, right? It's yeah. great for being current and... Um, skipping steps in a way, not waiting for someone to publish that information. I've just got to train my brain to to adapt to that.
0: Mm. I've always treated social media as an advertising system. Even when I used to do DJing, which I know you also did. Mm-hmm. I've only ever used it for going, look, I'm doing this thing on this day. I've never used it for, oh, I'm eating lunch. Yeah. Or, it's, yeah great, it's, it's great for
1: marketing, right? And, mm. and self-marketing... I just feel like you still have to be at your core as a person to be able to self-promote. You have to be that type of person in real life. And Mm. from, we used to, when I was younger, we used to market parties. So we'd put on big parties and that's how we make money, get people to come to our parties. And so we'd go around and give flyers out. And I was never one of the people that could go up to a stranger and say, come and see me. I'm really great. I'd be the person who was there performing and being really great but i couldn't tell people i was really great and i feel like i've got that same barrier now we're in this kind of digital world um it's quite difficult to do that self-promotion online i think
0: oh i'm terrible at it with the whole of press red i'm i've never been good at advertising or even setting a schedule for when advertisements go out i'm (laughs) absolutely terrible at doing that yeah. Usually I, I try and convince myself to do it after a couple of days and go, I probably should put an advertisement for this new thing coming out somewhere.
1: I, I think what you need to do is, and what I need to do on speaking to myself really is get into your head that online, as much as they talk, no one actually really cares. The day after, no one's thinking, why did Eli say he's so great? Who does he think he is? And I think about that like I do in the real world, you know? Mm. but no one really cares because everybody's shouting into this void and you you kind of get lost in it anyway and you might get the attention of a few people
0: yeah the the main reason why i wanted to bring up the whole social media thing is because i recently left twitter i still have oh. an account on twitter but uh twitter when they announced that um they're adding a paywall to uh, their security systems. I was like, I'm out. I can't deal with that anymore. I well, have to leave Twitter. And I was going to... After listening to a podcast called Cortex, I my plan was to stop doing social media altogether and just leave it out and not uh, be interested in it. Right. But I discovered Mastodon, which I still think is a terrible name for uh, social media platforms.
1: It just reminds me of Power Rangers, but carry on.
0: I, <laughs> I've just... It's a fascinating new system. It's entirely run differently to um, uh, Twitter. It's not one one company that's hosting everyone's data. It's if people want to set up a server, they can put a server on it, and then you can join it and communicate with other servers.
1: So is it Twitter for real geeks?
0: Yeah, it's Twitter for real geeks, which does worry me that it might not become mainstream, which is both good and bad because... I use Twitter as I said to follow news and if there's no one going there then I can't really use it it just becomes (laughs) empty
1: yeah and that's the problem with these platforms they have to be they're all running on advertising they need some sort of revenue stream so they need they need to be mainstream and in the end mainstream is all pretty much the same bland and they'll all get to that same place Um, they're big or they fail
0: hmm I yeah, I luckily it does seem like it's picking up uh, mm-hmm. a, a big a community already. Uh, I'm I, checking
1: it out as we speak. It's very confusing already.
0: to set. Yeah, it's very confused to set up. <laughs> I set up uh, when I first signed up for Mastodon. I am. I thought it was like Discord, where you have a, a, a different account sort of for each uh, server you join. But it mm-hmm. turns out it's not like that. You set up one. With, like I'm we have Mastodon uh apps.uk and it um that means I can now communicate to other servers within it, not that right. I have to sign up for each server and stick to that server.
1: Okay. I mean that, that's interesting. Let's see where it goes. Um I guess who 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 runs Mastodon? Is it an it's, individual, is it a big conglomerate or how's it run?
0: I don't know, actually. I think it's a a, a mediocre kind of company. It's, I imagine maybe uh, 20, uh, uh, at most 20 people working on it, possibly. <laughs> uh, but it's not really about them anymore, is it? it? They set up the tools and other communities use it, is what it's like. It's, it's like an open source uh, Twitter, really.
1: Okay. That sounds cool.
0: Mm. Uh, I've been really enjoying it recently. Uh I have been actually thinking of setting up my own server with uh something uh like AWS or something like that, just so okay. I can I can get uh, po- possibly just one closed off press red. Because it does also mean when those servers go down, and they go down often with yeah. um Mastodonapp.uk, you don't have access to the internet. Which does right. bring up oh, an wow. interesting idea that maybe because my dad talked about this a couple of years ago. Because uh, he doesn't like social media. Imagine if like every week on a, on a Wednesday, let's say, it closes mm. your, uh, the server's not on. It's just off. Right, I mean, so you can have a break. Yeah, you have a break from social media. I think that's something that, because of Mastodon could become a service you sign up for in a way. I don't know if that will suit
1: everybody's needs. No,
0: because you sign up for it though. You don't you would still be able to communicate with everyone else, but not all the time. You'd be limited on a certain day that you agree with everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. Nothing nowadays matches my first ever social media. Do you want to have a guess what that was?
0: Um, Oh, what was that? my 2005.
1: Five. No, MSM messenger wasn't me. 2005, the year when I got it, or maybe 2006. MySpace? MySpace. (laughs) MySpace was an amazing community. That was where we were with Tom. If you know Tom, then you know Tom. Tom from MySpace, yeah. That's right. Um, I don't think he was actually a real person, but Tom was everybody's friend. It was great. It was simple. You could host... Uh, You could have eight top friends, at least in the first few years. You could put your music up and put a few comments about how you feel that day. That's about as much as I'd like to share online. And I'm kind of still there.
0: So I guess what you're referring to now then would be a blog, pretty much.
1: Essentially, yeah, a blog that you don't have to manage yourself. Yeah. And then I suppose now one social media you have to have is a LinkedIn page.
0: I, I don't have one. I, I've never looked into LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, it's essential uh, when you're kind of, when you're out in the work world fully. I know
0: it's like a a, a job hiring one, right, LinkedIn?
1: It's a job hiring. It's a progress sharing. You know, it's a, it's a look at me. I'm great at what I do. Keep me in mind in case I lose my job next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a backup.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's really interesting as well because it does get you thinking about... Uh, career paths and avenues and things that you could do to make, improve your skills. It's essential. Mm.
0: Now we, sh- I'm going to move this on to a, a a topic that I wanted to discuss with you. And the main reason why we started this podcast is oh, because I watched an episode of your podcast, where the keys at. Yeah. And you were nice talking block. about chat, a chat GPT, oh, yes. which <laughs> is the new AI that everyone's fascinated by, including yep. me. Because yeah. uh, I've recently uh, been using it just to improve certain parts of things like scripts. I, 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 yesterday, I decided I would get my script that I've written for Steamly, uh, an entirely finished script, and give it to the Notion AI, which isn't ChatGPT specifically, but it's kind of the same thing. Okay. And it entirely wrote my script for better. So I'm tempted to use it, but I'm kind of in the blurred of, am I allowed to use it?
1: I think AI makes you feel, with me, it makes me feel like it said exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. But I just couldn't put it together in that way. And then there's this conflict within me, like, like am, am I not, I'm not there yet. So should I use it? You know, and I do think those lines are gonna be blurred very quickly. You know, the next six to twelve six months to eighteen months, I think we're gonna really normalize using these AI algorithms or AI generated replies to um to sell ourselves. Talking about LinkedIn, people's profiles are all gonna be AI profiles in the next two years. Really? I'm guessing so. If I put my C V into LinkedIn, it's gonna write a covering letter 10 times better than I can.
0: That's true. I could even write a CV for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I guess it is a bit scary, especially from my perspective as an educator, as a lecturer. It's concerning because you're not, you're no longer or you you will potentially no longer be measuring the intelligence or the thoughts or the creativity of a young person. Um, and you'll have to find other ways to, to measure that, that learning.
0: But does it not also help people who are terrible at writing, improve their writing skills? Well, not their skills, but help communicate their idea better
1: in the short term. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I do find it interesting. The effect, uh, it, 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 it how much it will change over the next period of like a year or so. What will people decide is what AI can be used for and what will AI not be used for because that's not right.
1: Well, that's already started, hasn't it? If you've gone to chat GPT, one of the first things i done was try to put in my investment profile portfolio and see what it suggests. And it said, I cannot make suggestions on you know stocks and shares, etc., basically because they've programmed it with a set of limitations or or morals, if you like. The biggest
0: limitation that they've got is the fact that it's not up to date.
1: It's not up to date. 2021, I think, but it can still recognise trends and um, look at the history of individual stocks and things like that, but it refuses to. So although it's AI and the big scary thing is that it's going to take over, it's still being limited by humans, man. And It can't undo that. Um, And that makes me think about <clears throat> who's behind these things. And as you know, Microsoft are trying to buy up chat GBT. They, mm. They've invested a lot into it. Um, and then they'll have the technology, but they won't share parts of it, which will surely give them an unfair advantage over other companies or other individuals.
0: Yeah. I, I'm more worried with chat GBT's perception of uh sorry no of uh Microsoft's use of it. I yeah. Yeah, they they've limited it a lot. They've even removed some of the fun stuff. Uh, although it was getting pretty scary what questions you could ask it. That's probably why they've limited it. A couple of years ago, uh, no not a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, I I think someone asked it, uh what is your opinion on the human race and it just answered it and it wasn't a good answer. <laughs> So Microsoft just went, no, you can't do that anymore. Uh, Replace it with emoji instead.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, okay, so Microsoft in the year 2030 do something really bad and they want to cover it up. Are they going to let chat GPT answer those questions or something happens that will affect Microsoft's share price um, or, you know, value? Do you think they'll let chat gpt speculate on that it can always be used for harm uh, technology is always manipulated by big companies and i think we have to worry about that more than we worry about individuals making a cv with chat gpt mm. you know the potential is amazing i just i think it's just going to be brought up by the big boys and it will become a bit dull quite quickly
0: yeah, I agree. I think it will become pretty dull quite quickly. I think, one
1: interesting thing that Microsoft did say, sorry. Um, no, no, it's fine. Uh, uh, one of the exec team, I think it was the head, what's the head of Microsoft called? Oh. I forget uh, his name now. I
0: don't know either. Uh... But <laughs> he
1: he was asked of what he sees in the future and he suggested that they're going to charge a fee for um, like a, basically a, a corporate version of it. And that will be used for legal defences, he thinks, in the future. And that blew my mind because I thought, well, actually, you could be an individual who could spend, I don't know, maybe $500 in a month on this software, which seems like a lot, but for a legal defence that knows every law and every trend and every potential outcome, it could change your life.
0: That law one, I've already heard that people have got law AIs that have... Uh, It's uh, solved one case already, actually. There you go. So, that's interesting. I think uh, AI chat is interesting. What terrifies me is AI art. (laughs) uh, Because of the area that both me and you are interested in, which is media, Mm -hmm. once it starts replacing that for us, that's quite terrifying.
1: (laughs) It is. And I like to think that people can tell the difference, but I don't think every... No... (laughs) I don't think they will.
0: No. There was a uh, video recently released by uh, Corridor Digital where they kind of... Yeah, I like them guys. It wasn't exactly an AI, um, but they trained it to do an anime art style over the top of what they've done, which is very uh, very interesting for those who cannot draw that, uh, uh, that art style. Yeah. Because they are CGI artists. They're not uh, hand-drawn anime artists. But is that not copywriting someone else's work now
1: well that's the that's one of the big debates with artists around ai it's not ever completing anything original it's borrowing from more places basically yeah. and then making an interpretation based on what it thinks we want to see hear, you know or read um and it's doing very weird things like have you noticed or did you see on the um What's their picture one? I forgot what it's called now. The same company that makes ChatGPT. Oh, got the...
0: OpenAI is the company. Uh, it's called... Cool.
1: Well, oh, I used to use blank. it for my PowerPoint actually to generate images. Um, until I read an article about how it's stealing from artists and in the bottom right-hand corner where you normally put your tag or your, your kind of identifier as an artist. Yeah. It's blurring images to get rid of those pieces because really? it knows it's not its own art and there's a sequence of images they showed of like hundreds of images where it's kind of tried to scribble it out basically.
0: <laughs> that, that seems quite bad.
1: Yeah. So it's almost trained itself to say, I know these aren't mine. I know it's problematic. I'm going to get rid of that marker. Dolly. Dali. Dali, that's the one. Dali 2. Yeah. Love it. But yeah, since then I stopped using it. I actually used Dali for a long time. You might have sat in one of my classes just to get images that are interesting on my PowerPoint. But also... I had
0: no idea that.
1: Yeah, because as a teacher, you have this... We've, we have to include everybody in our images and in our examples. But some of that stuff just simply doesn't exist. So you can go into Dali and say, you know, show me a picture of a female... DJing for example which is Mm. quite a hard image to find or a female DJing in a classroom um wearing a red top and it would do that so I was using that for a little while
0: I I actually uh thought because we're doing an episode on AI I want to do custom thumbnails for this podcast each time so I gave Dali the cover of our podcast to see what it would do with it and it entirely just messed it up and didn't understand the word function (laughs) I thought was quite funny
1: (laughs) well so you gave it an image
0: I gave it. I gave it the cover of this podcast, even with I, the I text I didn't know you underneath. could do that. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Uh, I think it's a more newer thing that they added in, but it it, it doesn't know what to do at all. <laughs> it kind of just freaks out and goes. Yeah. The word functions. There's there's words here, <laughs> uh, and it would just put like, double I's, double o's.
1: Well, bind them together. One of the limitations was it can't generate words. Mm. So it generates weird kind of let things that look like letters but aren't really letters. Um. I did like that concept, but it's put me off a bit and it kind of, what is the purpose or what should be the purpose of AI? And there's a debate that I agree with that AI should exist to get rid of all of the mundane tasks that humans have to do, but it shouldn't exist to replace the creative fun things that we do to, uh, to enjoy.
0: I, I I've kind of made a rule with Press Red that I wouldn't talk about anything political, but I'm intrigued on what if you had an AI try and figure out how it would run the country. <laughs> what what would it do? What would it cut out, and what would it keep? It'd be very. I imagine it being very harsh, but it would get the it done. I imagine.
1: I I heard um Bernie Bernie Sanders is that his name? I think so, yeah. The American politician um, on the news last night, and he said if he would have won, there'd be no such thing as a billionaire. We don't need billionaires. And he made some interesting points. Mm. And it, it was a very logical perspective. He was saying, you know, nobody needs 50 houses. And you could imagine AI being ruthless like that and thinking, well, actually, this set of people don't need that because it's calculating, right? So... I think the world might be a better place if it was ran by AI actually. Yeah. But not for, not for really uh, rich people though.
0: No, no. <laughs> it would, I guess it would try and figure out what equal, even though I don't think humans have an equal area, but it would try and figure it. It also feels like a dystopian movie where an AI goes rogue or something. Yeah. I Eye don't robot.
1: think that's, I robot terminated, you know, you name it. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening. People are no, saying, oh, the Matrix, blah, blah, blah. It's just not. Um, it's not in the interest of the people that are buying these companies out, you know?
0: No. I mean, it, it would involve the wiping out of themselves as well.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we'll see. Um, the newest thing that I've read about this week, and I know you know about it too, is the AI AIDJ yeah. that is part of Spotify. That's that, scary. I lose yeah. sleep over things like that.
0: I find that interesting because uh, when I heard you discuss that, you, you said it was scary. For me, I didn't even notice it really. It was kind of, a, oh, they're doing AI DJ now because I can't imagine it actually being good. All well, it's got... Well, it's, to me, it just sounds like an AI is doing playlisting, not really doing DJing.
1: Well, it is doing that, right? So they're calling it DJ. That's another debate. DJ is used in the wrong way all of the time. But it's... it's a. It's a um, it basically, it's a radio presenter personality. So it's doing all the AI to work out what you like and what you might like next and kind of using that information locally and nationally, I guess. But it's generating a voice and a personality to talk between the songs and make up links and try to draw you in. I don't. That's the part that can really, you know, potentially be amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I can't see it taking off though because i think people tune into radio stations for the personality the different types of music yeah the uh, for you for them you're hunting out the music you're not getting an ai to suggest the perfect music for you but if you what understand. if we get
1: what if we get to the point where we don't know if we're listening to ai then that we thi- ch- then we think ch- that we are discovering music in that same organic way Um, And the reason it scares me is not because of radio, because let's be honest, radio is on its way to to niche if it's not there already. Um, It's the DJ part. It's not yet a DJ, but it will soon be better than a DJ. It will soon be able to mix um, like a DJ. Imagine coming into a nightclub. I know you probably haven't been to many, but most (laughs) of my life has been nightclubs. And every punter in that club has got a phone. They all walk into the club the DJ, the AI, knows they're in the club, it knows what they like, it knows it can do a, a map of the club, it knows there's fifty people on the dance floor, most of them like this genre, and it's gonna play it. It knows it's Sarah's birthday, it knows it's Claire's Hindu, it's gonna give them a shout out. These things are gonna happen. Fairly soon. I'm just um, imagining
0: a quite a funny situation where uh, y- y- you go in there and they kind of go, which person here <laughs> has ruined the situation by enjoying some jazz music or something?
1: <laughs> but that happens anyway. You're, you're DJing and you get a person who is very different to everyone else, who's persistent and goes up to the DJ and says, play my song before I go home. Or, you know, they or they try and charm you and you play their song. And everyone walks off the dance floor. That does happen. That's (laughs) happened to me, especially in my earlier years when I was a bit, a bit concerned, not concerned, but scared to say no. (laughs) But yeah, it's going to happen. And um, it's a shame that AI is going to have an impact on art, but art will find a way to survive. We are human after all. We, we still going to spend time together.
0: I think the most terrifying aspect I've heard about AI generated art is uh, when AI generate uh, when they generate art out of already dead people, that what, film that I've uh, so there was I can't remember the artist at all, but it, it was this artist that passed away from cancer, sadly. Okay, um, and I think they were an animator or, or something. No, they just did art styles, and they gave it to an AI, uh, Dolly, I, I believe, in fact, and right. everyone was just agreed that that's not good. You can't just replicate someone who passed away. They haven't given you, they haven't given it permission and they can't disagree with the AI because they've already died. Is
1: that, it's not copyright infringement though?
0: No, but uh, I, I think it's different for an af uh, uh, artwork that's incredibly old. Yeah. Because that has gone past the copyright system, right?
1: So essentially, what are they doing? They're taking the style... Of that artist and recreating new works is that right? Yes,
0: and then they were selling it on. I think in fact,
1: it's problematic legally, though, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's not yeah. problematic legally because you can actually do that. Mm. um It happens. People, uh, people who are li- who are alive um imitate dead artists. Yeah, I would argue, true. what what is the difference there? Fair point. But yeah, hmm. it's it's immoral for sure. But that doesn't matter. Morals also matter.
0: we had this entire <laughs> conversation about ai yeah but is it really ai or is it just an algorithm or machine learning
1: is machine learning not a variation or a, or kind of it is ai machine learning
0: i I, w- I would disagree that it isn't ai ai is thinking for itself meanwhile uh, uh machine learning you're just uh, well, I, it's, it is a, a small wall, shall we say that they're, they're in a mm. classroom next to each other. Yeah. They've been taught different things.
1: Yeah. I can see that. There's an amazing opportunity for crime as there is with all new technologies with AI. Mm. Uh, and that's interesting, especially with the, um, the imitation or the ability to capture someone's voice or capture someone's style. You can imagine the kind of crimes that people are going to think of, or it's going to be uh, interesting to be uh, an investigator or an officer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure criminals are thinking about it right now. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. On the better side of things though, there is an AI platform that I have signed up for personally. Okay. Because I have always struggled with news because I... As I was saying, I use use social medias to track news. And uh, there are some news that just doesn't go on to Twitter. And most news apps that I sign up for also involve the day-to-day news that I don't want to know about. I would like to keep that separate. If I want to check that news, then I'll check that news. But I want to use this app just to find out tech news or um, entertainment news. All right. I signed up for a, an AI platform called Artifact, which is uh, a, an app that you don't really sign up for exactly. It's weird. You just kind of get the app, you tell it what you want, and then you're on it. It's not There's no passwords or anything. Huh. It really confused me. I was expecting to put a password in and then be able to use it on my computer, but it seems to be just on my phone. But the uh, I went off on a bit of one there. Artifact <laughs> is actually a um, a a new project by the people who made Instagram
1: okay yeah. so that's what they've moved on to
0: yeah after I'm guessing I don't know if they sold it to Facebook or just leaving Facebook I don't actually know because I don't like Instagram I've never really paid attention to it but I do like their newest app because I just told it I want tech news and it has given me exactly what I've wanted since then What's it called? Artifact.
1: Artifact. I want to check that out.
0: It's very interesting. It does have the headlines of news that's going on around the world, like top news. I don't like that. I would like them to add the feature to remove that entirely. But for most of it, I've just got news that I've wanted the entire time from companies uh, that I trust, like The Verge (laughs) or uh, TechCrunch.
1: Isn't that just like Google News or Apple News, though? that does that for me? I
0: never liked Google news. I tried Google news. I've also tried Apple news. Apple news was okay, but Google news was too much based on, uh, it was pretty much just like tuning into BBC news every day. And for me, that's not what I want. Maybe for you, if you want to follow all of the news that's going on, but I want to specify what news I want to get. and when.
1: I normally go into Google news and just go to the tech segment and it's quite good. Um, yeah, I, I like that, but I'm going to try Artifact. I've got it now. Thank you very much for that recommendation.
0: Before that, I used Feedly, which is uh, just an RSS feed system. So you have to go on the website or search for it on the app itself and mm-hmm. then add it. Okay. That, goes, that means you have to find the news platforms you trust and
1: get them. Okay, but, that's too much work in 2023. Yeah, no, that's too, too much honest.
0: effort. <laughs> um there was one last subject in this topic that I wanted to discuss and it was kind of something, uh, I was in a very, I was an interesting math lesson uh, mm-hmm. by that. I meant I was very bored. Uh, I was thinking about what AI could do. And I was f- uh, thinking, I don't like windows UI, uh, their, their entire operating system. I don't like how it looks, but I also, I kind of want Apple and windows and Linux all mixed together. Yeah. So, I was wondering, is it possible in the future that AI generates your UI based on your preference style? Yeah, preference. I think <laughs> that'd be really interesting if Windows or... They probably wouldn't, to be fair, but Linux would probably take it up.
1: That would be... I think that would be a really interesting project. Yeah. I'd and love could, that. Because there are elements well. of Windows that I want, um, but most of it I would rather... I don't care for. How would that even work? Would it? Would they have to... Will it borrow code? Can you borrow code?
0: I don't know. It, as I was saying, it's just an idea that came across my head of like how it. It, it is interesting because I I would imagine it working like a code system. It, uh, it, you tell it what you want. It generates a little code, and then when you go to another computer, maybe it passes over from your computer. Because I'm not just saying <laughs> on your computer. I'm imagining you go to someone else's computer, oh, and, right. it, and it would just it, act like
1: yeah. your preference.
0: You would never have to uh, deal with someone else's messy background, don't know who that could be, (laughs) ever again.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, if AI starts solving problems like that, you know what's going to happen next? We'll all just do one thing. We'll all have one style of, you know, everything will become one. And variety is the spice of life. Mm. And it's true. The more you see, the more you consider the more you adapt the more you change so i don't mind being able to use windows and mac yeah i like mac better but maybe i can sit with someone who likes windows and make a new friend there you go Hmm. (laughs) now i mean like people you could say the same like when it look at vehicles all cars are now starting to lose personality and starting to become kind of one thing. Yeah. And people are getting upset about that.
0: See, I, I'm, I'm personally, I, one, I like how they're kind of, hmm, it's interesting because I, I do like how Tesla's cars look, mm-hmm. but I also do really like the look of old classic cars. It is my dream to get an old classic car and put electric guts in it
1: yeah people do that i follow I uh, a couple of insta of couple of youtube uh people who do that it cars are i love cars i've had i've had 30 plus cars since i've been driving driving 23 years um my first ever car was a little four gear Renault 5 cassette player but this car has so much personality the gear stick had kind of a split on it and you had to Wiggle it a certain way to get into reverse. uh The clocks were, you know, it, it was very interesting, but it was his own car. And now we're losing a lot of that personality or a lot of moving parts, really, in cars and things that you can make your own to the point that we won't even be driving cars in the next 10 years. I think you, in 10 years, we're going to start to not drive cars.
0: You reminded me of uh, uh, my mom used to own a, uh, this red car. <laughs> That couldn't make it round roundabouts. Every time that you took that harsh <laughs> cor- uh, corner around uh, a roundabout, it just cut out. Every time, the worst place for it to cut out it was very funny.
1: I wonder if it like had some oil, like when you when you went around the corner, it kind of couldn't get sucked up. By... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I missed I missed that, and uh, I'm sure. People who are mechanics uh, working in the service industry for cars are really not looking forward to the future thanks to computers and all of these IT companies and AI companies that are thinking of ways to put them out of business.
0: Okay, I'm going to move it on to the second and final topic. Um, Apple AR, they're making an AR headset. Yeah. Uh, is interesting to me, but I wouldn't buy one because knowing Apple, it's going to be expensive. and it, I think they said it's going to, as someone predicted, it's going to be like uh, five thousand, yeah, 3000
1: 3, 3 to three to five thousand pounds. Dollars. Yeah,
0: so much. But then, knowing Apple, it's probably going to be good. They're going to yeah. tested it fully and made sure that it it kind of works to the extent that it's usable to most of their fan base because it's not like Windows or Linux where people have got to kind of modify it a bit to their heart's content to get it to the way they want it to be. But in when it comes to Apple, they kind of limit you down. You are doing this.
1: Yeah, that, because they know that, that pe- that's what people want. The majority of people want to be told what to do and just to get on with it. But is AR... Where the majority of people are going to go? I think that's especially spending three thousand and upwards. You're going to get the enthusiasts who know what they're talking about going there, and they're, surely they're going to want full control.
0: There was a, a very interesting post I saw on Twitter a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was of someone with an AR headset on. I think it was the Microsoft Glass one, uh, and they'd programmed it that all they had to have in front of them was a keyboard they put down the keyboard An entire operating system came up with the tabs <laughs> that he the windows you swapped to the, uh, the shortcuts will load up it sounds like a dream to have. <laughs> yeah. that's why i would get it i would get it so i could have four screens around me and be in paradise when it comes to technology but i also wonder is that
1: healthy for you i don't know think about it right you- that i saw mkbhd had something similar yeah, that he tested yeah. out and that that piqued my interest being able to have screens around you while physically using up space and generating heat or whatnot in the space you're in but you are going to use that mac when you uh, when you're you know in 20 years time the yeah. office is going to have that stuff the office are no longer going to have pcs they're going to buy these things on bulk so people are going to use those and as we saw with pcs you Know they tried to market it as a home thing, but really when IBM put them in the offices en masse, that's when we started to get the trickle down at home, yeah. And I think that's the way it will go, it will go, it will be corporate and then it will come home after.
0: It's a shame though, because I quite like um monitors, I don't know, something about them is interesting, I just don't like the cost of them, yeah. Also, uh, the MKB HD video, I also watched it, that was the uh latest Oculus. Like twenty twenty yeah. uh 2022
1: at that time. Yeah, it was uh, interesting how, because it read, or well, did it read, it didn't have a camera, but it could see your facial expressions and project them onto your emoji that you had on there, your, your your kind of avatar. Yeah. And then you could look at people in the space. And I thought that potentially could be really good. But what was scary is it could actually take your real likeness and put, put it on in front of you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that. I, I, no. I kind of... So people really took the mick out of that when it came out that um, they looked like me characters from the Wii. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I like the me characters from the Wii. I just, I'm guessing that people were getting more annoyed at the fact that he was advertising it as being up to date graphics and looking exactly like you are in a meeting with someone. I don't know. I would quite like to be in a meeting and see a me version of a representation of someone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to be in a virtual world, why should you have the same face that you've had for the last ever? Yeah. I remember um, PlayStation 3 had a, did you ever have the PS3?
0: Yes, I've got one next to me, actually.
1: Okay, so you used to have an application called Home, serve as a not yes, existing yeah. anymore, and home was the first time there was also a program called Second Life that everyone was on, but i didn't have that Home was the first time that I realized that, oh, you can have this other life and actually have um, currency in this other life, and I 'm not talking about money but like social currency and yeah. status and and community and conversation and for a bit, I did play that I'd just turn on my PlayStation and be this other person and you know buy a new pair of Adidas trainers from the shop. And it, it, the potential is endless for this AR, VR future.
0: This reminds me of, oh, what's that movie called? Uh, ready Player One. Yes. The, we're, yeah. we're, pre, we're entering that life of Ready Player One now, aren't we? We're getting to that point yeah. slowly.
1: Yeah, and it's it's people are ready to adopt that now.
0: I, I will say the one huge problem that I've heard about the AR... Uh, this isn't fully confirmed. This is because there's a lot of speculation going on around it at the moment because it's not released yet. It's supposed to be released towards the end of this year, I believe. <laughs> I, I, What I've heard is it's not targeted towards games, which I understand that Apple don't want it to be no, uh, seen as just a games only. Yeah. I just feel like if you're putting out a new bit of technology, the easiest way to get people to use it is to have games with it.
1: Okay, here's my question to you then. Has it worked for anybody else? Um,
0: I think the main reason why people use Windows is because it's widely open and they have DirectX. I mean, the only reason why I'm on Windows is because I can use adobe as well as playing games when i go to apple i can't play games but i do understand what you mean there there are some bits of technology when they went this is for gaming and it failed
1: well no specifically with vr and ar has it been taken on by the masses because it plays games
0: it's had an increase because of games if it was just uh, so um There was the Google Arts and uh, full graphics people that were making cars out there, but that never really picked up. Mm. Uh, But there was early a Vive when they released the roller coaster demo, and that automatically made people want to get that. I know that VR existed for a while before that. Thank you, Virtual Boy, (laughs) but it never really. Picked up as much. It was that roller coaster test that made people go. I want to be at a ro- on a roller coaster, but sat in my living room in my pants.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just know that Apple is sitting there with their <clears throat> with their advanced statistics, and they know conversion rates, and they know that chatter online and conversations in in kind of like rooms do they convert into sales? And they must be looking at something like that and thinking, well. Games are not our avenue. Games are not what we're going to lead with. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't really need to talk about it because I haven't got £3,000 to spend on VR or AR or whatever it's going to be. If I had three grand, I'd buy a new MacBook.
0: My my hope is that they're going to release it, uh, Release this one as the Pro. So any... Uh, like, <laughs> Pro. If they release it as, this is the uh, Apple AR headset Pro. Long yeah. name, I know. Yeah. But... That kind of makes everyone understand what level it 's supposed to be at it, This is for people who are willing to spend that money and get that experience, but if people mm. want just the basics, the Apple AR will be released later is what I feel like they that should be done i don 't think Apple will do it mm. but it it would make sense if they did it that way
1: a r is i 'm sorry, but I see a r as a productivity tool for You can imagine Amazon workers in the factory all wearing AR or post office workers in the sorting office wearing AR or people looking kind of, it will make you partially, uh, what do they call it? It'll make you a bit of a robot. You'll be a bit of a Terminator um, and you'll be able to do your job more efficiently and then you'll take it off and give it back to your boss at the end of the day and then you'll be gone.
0: I I agree with you that it will be uh, an incredibly useful utility. Yes. I just think to get that utility technology out there, you need entertainment in it as well. Okay. Because if you think about it, uh, with PCs, uh, a lot of people were getting them for uh, business at the beginning. Then there was um, DOS uh, games that were being released. I remember those when people started getting DOS games at home and playing them because they were yeah. running them off floppy disks and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you're right.
0: if they didn't have games, I don't think people would have them as much. I think it would we would still get the technology that we've got now. It would just take longer.
1: What about mobile phones, though? Because I'd say AR is going to be closer to the mobile phone revolution.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 there's nothing I can say about that one. I just entirely agree with you on that. Because
1: <laughs> phones kind of, it's weird. They had this level and I, c- I didn't grow up with a mobile phone. My first mobile phone I had was I was 16. And at that point in those two years, between 16 and 18 for me, it went from maybe 10% of the people I know being aware of what a mobile phone is to every single person, mum, daughter, granddaughter, having a phone. Now we thought that that was saturation. That was the market done and everyone's going to have phones forever. Then of course the smartphone revolution happened and now everyone's still got phones, but now we've got more expensive phones. There's another level to it. And what got us to spend that money was what you've said. It was the entertainment side of it. So maybe AR might be, we all end up getting it because we need it just like we thought we needed phones. But then Apple are thinking then we can introduce the entertainment and then we can just rinse you even more and take everything you've got. <laughs> that, yeah. They're definitely thinking that we're going to take everything you've got.
0: That is true. Yeah. I mean, I can't really talk much about phones. I got a phone because it has nice lights in the back.
1: you got a really nice phone. I'm I'm glad you were brave enough to step into that. Uh, is it called a clear phone? A nothing phone. The nothing phone era, uh, the nothing phone territory because there are some risky Google phones out there or Android uh, phones yeah. out there.
0: So I, I, I swapped to Android uh, about three, four, no, maybe even five years ago mm-hmm. because I was fed up with Apple. The last Apple iPhone that I owned was the iPhone 5. Great for After the iPhone 5, they released the iPhone 6. And I was like, I'm not owning that that looks horrible and it broke instantly. It and was I, bending, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm not a fan of Apple phones since that point. I think now that they've got too many cameras on them, they just don't look as nice. I'm glad that they went back to the harsh, like square edges. They're a lot easier to grab. I broke my dad's phone playing Just Dance. He, had, he, he owned the iPhone 6 at the time and I chucked it, it, it across slipped, the room it's like on a
1: accident. bar of soap, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And he will never let me down for that. <laughs> But I've, yeah, I've just never been a fan of those phones. So I swapped to the Google Pixel 3A after that. Yeah. I loved that phone. That was a very nice phone until it got slow and I had to get a new one. And I thought, why not go for a new company that has interesting ideas with slow, uh, no, with not slow, definitely not slow, with low amount of bloatware? Mm. Notion. uh, Notion? Nothing.
1: Yeah. I, I like mobile phones are, as as I said before, I think we're a saturation point now. We're not gonna get much more. And so it's a great time to explore. And there's some really good affordable options out there. One of my colleagues just got the Pixel what are they up to now?
0: Uh seven? I think it might be the seven.
1: Yeah. So he got the six A, which is like their their kind of cheap essential phone right now. And it was three hundred pounds. And it can do everything my iPhone can do.
0: That's a hundred pounds cheaper than this phone.
1: There you go. And I think that's because we've reached a point at which mobile phones are going to get incrementally better now. People are going to upgrade every three years. I used to upgrade every single year and queue up to upgrade. That hasn't happened for years.
0: That was one problem I found with this phone is I'm used to the mentality. of you get a phone, you go until it dies. Yeah. But, I kind of forgot that the Nothing Phone two is going to get released this year, <laughs> and I kind of want to know what it's going to look like. And it's, the temptation is there.
1: Just admire I, I it get... from afar. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll, I will. Yep. Yeah. Um.
0: I so I, I I recently watched an episode from Mac Address, which is a Linus Tech Tips owned channel, and okay. they were talking uh, about what products. What are your dream Apple products if you could have your dream Apple set up where you only Apple, what would yours be? What
1: are things that don't exist yet?
0: no of uh, things that are currently released because there's no way that all of us own like the 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 Mac studio display or
1: yeah I think Mac- you know what sadly, I think I own most of their products that I want <laughs> not not m- most of their products, but most of the products that I want, I guess so. Right now I'm sitting in my studio and I'm just looking around. Um, I've got a Mac mini M1. Um, I've got my Airport Extreme, old, but still works really well. Uh, Wait, what what was that? Airport Extreme. So Airport Extreme was there. Apple used to make this kind of small tower and it's basically a a Wi-Fi router with a hard drive built in so you can redistribute your wi-fi from your house and you can also back up airtime all of your apple products
0: really I, i oh yeah i've never seen this
1: it's great um i they no longer make it but it still works at the latest os so i have that um i'm sitting here with an iphone and a macbook in front of me and i don't really think apple do i'm not interested in the apple tv at all i used to have it years ago um I think Google alternatives are just much better than that and, and Amazon. And I probably just want the Mac studio, but I would wait if I could have any Apple product, I'd wait to see what they do with their, uh, what's it called? The Mac pro.
0: If I had to go entirely Apple, there'd be quite a few things I'd have to buy because at first I'd have to replace all the equipment I currently own. So <laughs> yeah. I'd have to get a desktop one. So that'd be the Mac studio for me. Uh, I wouldn't would get to you go displays. Max
1: or ultra. What would you go for?
0: I would go max.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: I don't think, even though I do editing, I don't do that heavy amount of editing. I don't do four K. I just do 1080p <laughs> and absolutely kill everything by putting too many layers on After Effects. Yeah. Um. But I yeah. So I'd have to go. Uh. What uh, the max studio. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't go for their keyboard. I I would still stick to going for something else. I might get the trackpad. I've heard that it's got interesting gestures. I wouldn't use it as my main mouse. I'd probably just keep it to the side and use it when I had to. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's an interesting part to me. If I had, I I don't know if I'd get a Mac laptop like you've got, the uh, M1 laptop. Yeah. Or would I get the iPad? Because hmm. they they they've recently become very close to being the same, but I, <laughs> I I like the idea of having an iPad. I see many people run both. I just yeah. don't feel like you need to run both.
1: Uh, it's interesting. I don't think you would appreciate having an iPad over a MacBook. The limitations are just there are too many limitations with the os Mm. but they are beautiful screens and they pair up really nicely with with MacBooks. so why not have both if you can have it all
0: i I just just imagine it being a very good notepad really i'd kind of just use it as a podcast notepad
1: (laughs) yeah i need a new ipad i've got um, i've got an ipad pro from 2017 and you have to tap a certain area of the screen to make it Listen to your input touches, and then every so often it turns off. But I, I can't. App- iPads are a thousand pounds. I can't justify that anymore.
0: No, I know it is ridiculous. I own an iPad Air that I haven't turned on in a couple uh, about a year and a half. Right, and I think that's from twenty fifteen. Yeah. So. I don't know what that would be like now for you. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, there's one other Apple product I've got with me that I would change, and that's my Apple Watch. I've got the Apple Watch 4. Again, I think it's 2017. And I would definitely, definitely go for the Ultra. The Apple Watch Ultra. I really? want that thing. I want that thing. You want that? If anyone's listening and they want to send me a gift, I want that thing.
0: I, I'm I'm intrigued, because for me, the, the Apple Watch Ultra, that's the really powerful one for uh, people who go hiking, hiking and things stuff. like that yeah that seems like overkill
1: do you know what i, I like the big interf- i like the big watch face um uh, i fair. like the battery life and it's just it's rugged i like it it's brighter i'd love to have it i'm never gonna buy it because it's 800 quid you know i like a- the, all, uh,
0: the always on display that looks yeah. nice especially it's the great. red one I, have I used a to problem. wear chunky
1: G-Shock watches, so they were Casio G-Shocks, and it's just like a G-Shock in terms of its size and weight, but it's Apple.
0: I have always uh, had this problem uh, with these smartwatch products, is I get too distracted by them. I spend most of the day now going, ooh, uh, <laughs> steps, I haven't quite got there. Uh, so I kind of gave up doing them. They came, became too distracting too quickly
1: right okay i think what i've sat next to you and seen your phone flashing three times a minute (laughs) shut up and i think what you have to do and maybe it's a benefit of me being of a slightly older generation is when i was younger we used to have uh, you can google this we used to have a phone line by a company called ionica and they were like the alternative to BT and their selling point was you can have free phone numbers in your house that all ring the same line. So my mom gave me my own number and my sister, her own number. And when her phone used to ring, I said, say mom, your phone's ringing. It has a different ringtone on a landline and she would ignore it. And I said, say, why are you ignoring the phone? She said, Eli, when the phone rings, it's inviting me to answer it. It's not demanding I answer it. And that stuck with me forever and with social media, and with phones, I don't have notifications on. My phone never flashes. My watch never flashes. I look at it when I'm ready. And then I reply to people that I want to reply to. And the Apple Watch doesn't bother me because of that reason. Mm. Apart from Siri, that goes off all the time when I put my hand in the air. <laughs>
0: Before the recording, it went off.
1: <laughs> when I'm teaching and I put my hand high above my head, as I do, I'm very animated. It says, sorry, I can't tell you that.
0: I find it funny that every time that you teach me uh, in uh, that room that we're in, you always yep. reverse into the printer.
1: <laughs> Do I? <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, I haven't noticed. I'm going to notice it all the time now.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's we great. should probably wrap this up now, because that is actually every topic that I had on the list. Brilliant. Um, you can check out Eli's work on WTKA. Or on YouTube, or follow me at MacBla at MastodonApp.co.uk. You can send questions on, uh, to us on Twitter or Mastodon at PressRedPod, or actually, I think I literally just changed it to PressRedFM. Try one of those. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Functions. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>